0: From Gimlet Media, this is The Knot. I'm Brittany Luce. And I'm Eric Eddings. So, today on our show, we have a story about two sisters and a conversation that altered their relationship.
1: And telling this story is one of the sisters, Simone Polandin.
0: She's actually a producer on another Gimlet show called Startup. Here's Simone. Last year, I got into a fight with my sister, and not one of our usual stop-borrowing-my-clothes fights. This is kind of making me want to scream, I gotta be honest.
1: Do you, do you want me to leave? No, I just...
0: What version of history have you been... It wasn't always that tense. When we were kids, my sister and I could quote the whole Shrek movie— Sometimes I was Donkey and she was Shrek, or she'd be Fiona and I would be Lord Farquaad. If we got bored during grown-up dinners, I'd hum the tune to Welcome to Duloc to get her to laugh. A lot of our childhood was like that. Inside jokes, secret games, a shared understanding. But at some point, I aged out of whatever she was watching. She was stuck on SpongeBob and I had moved on to Desperate Housewives. And then, just as she was starting seventh grade, I left for college. She's a sophomore in college now. I don't get to see her much, usually only during the holidays. And even then, we don't really spend any one-on-one time together. I stopped knowing the ins and outs of her life, but I still felt like I knew the big stuff. I knew who she was as a person. And then, a couple Christmases ago, she told me something that made me think maybe I didn't know her after all. 2016 was the year my family broke our tradition of Christmas dinner at home. We went out to eat. And as we were finishing our meal, this guy sitting at the table right behind us turns to my dad, the guy's Asian. He says, you know, I have to ask because I've been wondering all night, but are you part Chinese? Okay, if you asked pretty much anyone to describe my dad, they'd say, that is a tall black man. Not much ambiguity there, but my dad's from Suriname. It's this small country in South America with people from Africa, India, Indonesia and China. And my dad actually is an eighth Chinese. No one ever picks up on this. And we were all surprised that this guy did. We had a good laugh about it, chatted for a bit and then headed home. On our drive back from the restaurant, we were comparing notes about what had just happened. We got philosophical about race and identity and culture. And I kind of casually mentioned that I identify as black. And then my sister chimed in. I don't really identify as black. Immediately, I was like, oh, this seems like a problem. But before I jumped all over her, I thought I should give her some space to explain herself Maybe there's some new words the teens are using, and I'm just an out-of-touch millennial. So I asked her, Okay, so how do you identify? And then my sister said, I identify as Dutch. And in my head I thought, What is happening right now? But I should clarify about this Dutch point. This one isn't totally out of the blue. We lived in Amsterdam for five years as young children. We have dual citizenship, but... We moved back to the U.S. right before her sixth birthday. She was basically a baby the whole time we were living abroad. She knows America so much better than she knows Holland. So I said, You identify as Dutch, but not black. When I said that, my sister slumped down in her seat. I glanced at my mom. She's Ethiopian. I was trying to give her a look that said something along the lines of, You immigrated all the way from East Africa to this great nation, and your own child is claiming she is European. Will you stand for this nonsense? But I don't think she got all that from my face. My mom said, just let her identify how she wants, so she's Dutch and not Black. What's the big deal? Then my mom gave me a look that said something along the lines of, Drop it. This isn't your job. A few days later, I returned to New York, but that conversation stayed with me. I just didn't understand why she would identify as Dutch and why she wouldn't identify as Black. What sort of mental gymnastics was she doing to reach that conclusion? Sure, we're different people, but we were both raised by a mother who would constantly remind us of our heritage. Even though both of us were born in the US, it was always, your mother is Ethiopian, so you are also Ethiopian. So how could I be all young, gifted, and black over here, and she's a whole-ass European over there? We're sisters. Some things about us are supposed to be the same. How could she not get that? It didn't sit right with me to know that my sister wouldn't call herself black. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I wanted to understand why she was saying this. So I could change her mind. So over the summer, I flew home to California to speak with her. A part of me was really dreading this conversation. I knew I was about to ask my sister some tough questions, and I probably wasn't going to like some of the answers. I generally try to avoid conflict at all costs, but if I can't, I really lean into it. Okay, I just need to take your level. So can you
1: tell me what you did this morning Mm -hmm. Okay, so this morning I woke up and... Can you talk naturally, please? You also don't have to lean towards the microphone. Yeah, so this morning I went to go chicken sit, and I refreshed their water. As we were talking, I was looking around my sister's room. It had
0: changed a lot. When we were kids, she insisted on painting one of her walls bright orange. It was so ugly. But while we were talking, I noticed she had painted it white again. She was 12 the last time I was in here. She's 19 now. And I really hadn't been keeping track of how her room had changed. (sighs) Okay, enough stalling. I asked her if she remembered that conversation in the car on Christmas.
1: Uh, yeah. I said that I had more of a connection to culture rather than race. So I didn't really see myself as African American because I had grown up in Europe, so I didn't really agree with the African-American culture. Do you consider yourself black? Mm. I mean, I don't really think about race. I guess I do have black skin, so I guess I do consider myself black. But, again, I do have some more connection with the Dutch culture than I would say American culture. I
0: tried to remind myself, you're not here to lecture her, you're here to listen. But at the same time, I was thinking, you don't think about race? And when are you going to stop talking so I can tell you you're wrong?
1: Well, funny thing is, it feels in my heart that I've actually been born in the Netherlands, because that's just how much of a strong connection I've had to it. Um, Okay. <sighs>
0: But factually you are not. That is true. So I'm having a hard time understanding how you can feel like you
1: were born somewhere. Well, what what's your question for me in this context?
0: Well, I'm just trying to understand how you feel like you were born in Holland, but in fact you are born in the United States. I'm just I'm trying to understand the logic behind feeling like you were born. Born elsewhere.
1: So I associate birthplace with wherever you feel more comfortable. And in a cultural sense, we talked like this back and forth.
0: I would ask her a question yeah. How do you feel about your skin color?
1: She would give a convoluted and indirect answer. I would really consider myself completely one. I race would ask her the, the same
0: time. question 20 different ways, thinking maybe I'm not asking her the right question. Okay, please feel free to be. Straight with me, she would find twenty different ways to answer me.
1: Like I, I don't know where I'm going with this,
0: and I still wasn't getting any clarity on what was going on inside her head. And about two hours into the conversation, I hit a breaking point. This is kind of making me want to scream. I gotta be honest.
1: Do you do you want me to leave or do you want me no. to leave the interview?
0: No, I just. I feel like you're not engaging with what I'm saying. I feel like you're saying a thing and I'm pushing back and then you're like, okay, let me change my opinion. But I'm not asking you to change your opinion. I'm asking you to explain your opinion.
1: Okay, well, I feel like there's this culture that um, if someone has a limited view on something, instead of other people trying to patiently let them know that what they're thinking is... Like, I know that these thoughts are incorrect, and I want to learn. No,
0: they're not incorrect.
1: I'm just saying we have such different opinions, and that's okay.
0: But I'm frustrated because I feel like you're letting me bully you into saying whatever you think I want you to say, and that's not what I want. Okay, well... Did you say you identify as black because you think I want you to identify as black? Yes,
1: it's true. Can you just tell me how
0: what you think?
1: No, I don't identify as any color, really. I don't identify as a race. I don't believe that race has a significant impact on my life. I do not wake up in the morning and think, I am black, I am this. Because we live in a society that asks you about your race all the time. I'm. That's the answer I'm going to give you. But in actuality, I do not identify myself with race at all. This
0: version of the world my sister was living in, where race didn't factor into her life, it felt naive. And as we kept talking, I could see her ideas were shifting. This was less about being Dutch, and more about not being Black.
1: There's this certain image that some people have of us in America. I think I've definitely internalized some racism, so I really need to figure out a way to get rid of this because I don't want to be ashamed of myself in, in any way. The way that I was interpreting it, which is the one that I'm actually more
0: fearful of, is that it was coming from a place of shame or a place of self-hatred. And that's concerning to me because it's that is a feeling that I identify with and it's a feeling that I've experienced. And it's a very painful
1: feeling. And I don't want my sister to Experience that. It's difficult.
0: So that's why that's why I think I was so upset because it it felt familiar to me,
1: and it scared me to think that you were going through that
0: I wasn't expecting to push my sister into an identity crisis. A few hours ago, she was insisting that race didn't even cross her mind. Now I heard hesitation and uncertainty in her voice. I felt like I had just busted her worldview wide open. And she wasn't ready to handle that. I mean, thank God no one asked me for my hot takes on race when I was 19. I can barely deal with reading my Facebook posts from back then. I was starting to feel like, man, maybe this conversation wasn't the best idea. I wanted to talk to someone who could help me clean up this mess I had just made. My mom's the one who gives me all the updates on my sister's life anyways. I figured maybe she could help me. I asked her about that conversation over Christmas. It didn't surprise her. In fact, she'd heard my sister struggle with her identity since she was six years old.
2: She came one day, she said, I don't want to be this color. Oh, it, it, uh scared me. and, and I, But I didn't show her that I was, you know, whoa, how am I going to handle this? And I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me you don't like my color? No, no, no. For you, it's your beautiful mom. For you, it's okay. For me, I want to be white like my friends. I don't know what made her say that. She was a very um, articulate girl for her, even for her age. But that time she couldn't. It was too big. It was too murky. It was too much what she was feeling.
1: It
0: hurt to hear my mom say that. It wasn't like I hadn't gone through that myself. When I was five years old, I would cry to my mom that I didn't have straight blonde hair like Cinderella. But I got over that by the time I was my sister's age. I wondered why she hadn't. But still, why would my mom, who told me I was Ethiopian, like her above all things, also come to my sister's defense when she called herself Dutch?
2: I don't care what she identified with, as long as it's true to the, your insight. It is so personal to find yourself in this very murky, complicated way of identifying yourself. And for her, if that's what she needs right now, let her. Let her identify herself with the the Dutch culture.
0: I flew back to New York and started going through the recordings from that weekend. The whole point of this was to understand my sister, but I walked out of our conversation even more confused. And my sister, she was overwhelmed. I was rough with her. I could hear that in the tape. I was thinking of turning these recordings into a story, but really I wanted a second shot at our conversation. Maybe I just needed to give her some space to get her thoughts together. So I shot her a text. Just so you know, I want to have a follow-up conversation with you, and I'll record this one too. She responded that she didn't want to, and she wasn't so sure about that first conversation either. After the break, I try to talk to my sister again, if she'll let me. I read the text from my sister over and over again. I just didn't feel comfortable the first time you interviewed me, and I don't want to continue that with a second round. When I read that, I thought, Oh, God. I ruined her. I bullied her into doing this thing she never wanted to do in the first place. I put her in an uncomfortable position just so I could get a good story out of it. And then a few days later, I thought, Wow, this is what she's doing, huh? She's really going to drop out. She's really going to sabotage my story like this. But the one thought that stayed constant was, I've been a bad sister. I tried to get on the phone with her, but between her classes and exams and rehearsals, we just never found the time. Eventually, Christmas was rolling around again. We were both going home for the holidays. I packed my recorder Just in case. I didn't see much of her the first few days I was home. And then one night, I snuck upstairs to my sister's room to check on her. She was in bed on her phone. I hovered around the doorway. I wanted to make her feel safe and to see if she could warm up to the idea of another interview. First, we talked without a microphone. She explained to me why she felt so uncomfortable, that she was worried people would misinterpret what she was trying to say. I apologized for getting so testy with her. I reassured her the last thing I'd want to do is to make her look bad. I told her, how about I grab my mic and we can talk about what's been on your mind. If you want to stop at any point, we can stop. I want you to lean over into the mic. I'll put the mic close to you. You don't have to put the... But whatever whatever feels comfortable for you. Okay, this is good. We sat down to talk, first about how to keep this conversation from going off the rails.
1: I felt like... The answers I was giving you, they weren't really reflective of what I was thinking, but like if the questions were a little bit more free form than I think, I I would have been able to give you answers of what my true opinions were. So I asked her, what do you want to say that
0: you didn't get to say the first
1: time around? We talked about how... I'm ashamed of being Black. I'm ashamed of my racial identity. But I don't think that was the case. I didn't realize that the skin that I grew up in, it would have to be such a big such a big part of my identity beyond... Like, what I first thought about, like, race was just like, okay, I'm Black, but I don't understand why this has to be such a big part of how I define myself as a person.
0: As she was talking, I kept wanting to interrupt, to chime in with my opinion or something I disagreed with, or to tell her to just sit up straight and stop leaning into the mic. But my job was to listen. And maybe then I could start to understand how my sister sees herself.
1: I feel like in a perfect world, people would identify with Whatever they personally do that makes them happiest. I mean, I would really describe my identity with my personality traits and what I like to do. Like, I am a trustworthy friend. I am kind and warm and accepting. I have a pretty great sense of humor. I
0: was surprised to hear how confidently she spoke about herself and really impressed by how easily she was able to recognize her own strengths. I really admired her positivity, and I really didn't want to be the one to bring her back down to earth. But who else would tell her how the world really works? I'd love to be seen as a creative, generous friend with impeccable taste in television, but people will look at me and see a Black person, and they'll make all sorts of assumptions because of that. Race is going to play a role in my life. The way I've made peace with that is by embracing it, I wanted her to get there, too. And then I realized, in this moment, she wasn't looking for my advice. She just wanted me to listen. We kind of stumbled through a not entirely coherent conversation about identity. It was a little abstract and convoluted, but it was nice to talk. And it turns out her thoughts and feelings about her identity have changed quite a bit since we talked six months ago.
1: I find that I'm starting to identify more with my Ethiopian and Surinamese background and it connects with being African American. My African American identity to me it's pretty global. So when did you cause last time we talked you were like not even calling yourself African American.
0: So when did you start to claim that as a part of how you describe yourself? Mm-hmm.
1: So it started happening Recently, I've been inching towards it, this school term. Like, we had this Nigerian-American film artist who came to school to show her work and talk about how she had to put her identity into her work. That helped. As she's telling me about what she's up to in school,
0: what she and her friends are talking about, I understand something. Something that I knew, but I didn't really get until now. My sister's doing the thing that college students do. She's learning new things, exposing herself to different people. She's growing up and changing and figuring it out. She's exploring what it means to be her. And I've been trying to rush her through the steps of her self-discovery. I've been acting more like a parent than a sister, trying to protect her from making her own mistakes. And I've been missing out on getting to know each beautiful version of her. I've been writing this. And a lot of people have been asking me to add more detail about you. And I've really struggled because I actually realized that I don't really know what you get up to generally. Because in my mind, I think of you watching like Spongebob and Adventure Time. And and I have no idea what your like contemporary interests or likes are.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, I've definitely like stopped watching those like a while back. But um, I mean, free time wise, I've been getting into painting and the shows that I watch, I'm still into comedies. I've been getting into Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I love that show. <laughs> yes. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Have you watched, wait, have you watched, there are two seasons on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you watched the others? Has there been? So we didn't have an intellectual breakthrough into the fabric of Black identity in America. I can live with that. I did leave the conversation feeling like I understood where my sister was coming from. And more importantly, that what she's thinking about is constantly evolving. What she thought last Christmas is different from what she thought over the summer, which is different still from what she was thinking about just last month. I certainly didn't have my identity figured out at her age, It took a lot of years of convincing myself that I was born with worth, despite being told otherwise, to get to where I am now. But maybe I can be there for her, as she's finding her own place. I don't think I knew how to be different from her and still be her sister. I was scared that if we were too different, I was going to lose her. I'm starting to let go of that. We're still a ways away from being on Shrek-quoting terms, but the next time I'm watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I'll probably shoot my sister a, hey, guess what I'm doing, text, and then like a goofy selfie of me in front of the TV. And we can take it from there. Simone Pallanen produced this story along with me, Brittany Luce, Eric Eddings, Kate Parkinson Morgan, and Emmanuel Berry.
1: Production assistance from Wallace Mack. Our senior producer is Sarah Abdurrahman.
0: This episode was edited by Annie Rose Strasser and Sarah Saracen, with editing help from Jonathan Goldstein. Our theme music is by Khalid B. Additional music and engineering by Cedric Wilson. For full music credits, visit our website. Special thanks to Eden Nicodemos, Azyeb Nicodemus.
1: Humphrey Polanin, Lauren Silverman, and Sam Lee.